is the seat starting to get hot for Billy Napier in Gainesville? It's not. We're going to talk about it here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rindrick with Whole Lot Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And we're going to talk about Billy Napier's buyout, what it would look like, would look like, and Florida's long-term plan, but first, let's talk about how incredibly ice-cold Billy Napier's seat is for 2023, and here's the thing. I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like given how much I've seen it from multiple national media outlets irresponsibly saying that Billy Napier is on the hot seat. I mean that that just that narrative being pushed for me at least is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is the most moronic thought that I've ever heard. And I went to New York City public high school. So I've heard some pretty dumb things. None of them. None of them come even close to how stupid you sound when you say Billy Napier's on the hot seat for 2023. You're an idiot. Like, if that's your thought, but there's no other way to put it. And I realize that this is coming off incredibly rude. Sometimes you deserve it. This is one of those times when you deserve it. Because let's start with expectations versus results. Billy Napier got hired. Pretty publicly with the the thought of this is going to be a multi-year conversation. This is going to be a multi-year rebuild as to Billy Napier bringing the Florida Gators hopefully back to prominence. The expectation in year one was not to be great. It It was to lay the foundation, and that's what he's done. The expectation in year two is to look better, seem more solid, less erratic, no falling asleep for the Vanderbilt game. None of that. No poop in the bed against South Florida. Look like a more competent team is the goal for year two. Going into last year, there were so many times when I feel like the the external narrative coming into the University of Florida, the Florida Gators football program, the narrative being pushed was, the Gators will be lucky to win six games. Florida won six games, yes. It wasn't because of luck. That's the important thing. The the narrative last year was, Florida's winning four or five games. They'll be lucky to win six. They won six. 
They should have won eight. Okay? You should have beaten Vanderbilt. You should have beaten Kentucky. Most of the teams that you lost to were somewhat acceptable. There was LSU. There was Georgia. Kentucky was not one that you should have lost. Uh, Vanderbilt was not one that you should have lost. Oregon State is fine, whatever. But the, the, the thought was, again, from external pushing in, was Billy Napier is going to be lucky to win four or going to be lucky to win six games. He should win four or five. Can we also talk about how stupid you have to be to look at just Billy Napier go, Billy Napier had the fourth overall pick at quarterback and only won six games. You're a moron. I almost just threw an expletive at you. You're a moron if you say that. Okay? Six games was kind of what people with brains were expecting. Six wins. It's kind of what people with brains were expecting. Okay? That's what you're expecting. Fast forward to this year. And Florida won six games last year, went six and seven, lost the bowl game in horrible, miserable fashion. Things like that can't happen in the future. But six wins was what happened. That was kind of the expectation here. Now, we look at this year, and it's Florida's winning four, maybe five games. Here's here's what I'm going to say to you. If you're thought if you're genuinely looking at this season and you go, Florida is going to win four, maybe five games. Shut up. Like just stop speaking about football pretty much ever. Like we, we'd love it if you just never did it again. That'd be awesome. That'd be super dope here. Like when are those of you who who feel that way going to show up? And pull your heads out of your, you know what, um, look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm a dummy. Like, that's the only thing. That's the next logical step is after you keep saying stupid things and you keep getting told, hey, you're stupid because you're being stupid. And then you keep being wrong because you're being stupid. The next step is, I, it's me. It's me. It's it's that that's the issue, because the expectations were this is going to be a multi-year rebuild. The reality is, this is a multi-year rebuild. If anything, Billy Napier's been doing it better than expected granted he has his flaws whether it's the play calling whether it's some of the 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 game management the time management situational play calling stuff like that absolutely he has flaws he's underwhelmed in some of those areas but you look at what was left on the table for him by dan mullen and when you look at it forget the stars forget how many stars players have Forget that, okay? For, for, forget the stars they have. Forget any backstory about how much you love to one black. And I, I don't mean to target him specifically, but he's like the guy where you go, how was he not used? And when you look at what was there and you go, and and what, what the defense was doing last year also, and, and you look at that and you go, how the heck did you even win six games with that? 
Like that, that, that is kind of impressive when you think about it. Um, so if, if that's your thought process of Florida is lucky to win six games last year, Florida will be lucky to win four games this year, lucky to win five games this year. Shut up. You don't deserve an opinion. Not everyone gets an opinion. Okay. Everyone gets an opinion. Yes. Not everyone deserves an opinion. And if you say stupid things like that over and over and over again, you're an idiot. Like when you say Billy Napier's on the hot seat. Look, I, I'm going to do this again because I know that I did this a, couple, a little while ago and people seem to love it. So I'm going to do it now. If you think Billy Napier is on the hot seat for 2023, you are an idiot. You have maximum two working brain cells. You'd be lucky to have two working brain cells if you think Billy Napier's on the hot seat, okay? And this, yes, I understand this is being way more rude than usual, but for something like this, it needs to be said because you're being nothing short of an ignorant idiot when you say that. We are about to talk about Billy Napier's buyout, though, because this is just another reason as to why he's not on the hot seat. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. And let me tell you, I've been smashing them. I have been. I've, I've been demolishing Built Bars lately because uh, I have been trying to trying to clean up a little bit, a little bit before summer really hits. And by summer hitting, I mean before I start like going in the pool and to the beach and stuff like that. So Built Bar, thank you so much. Coated in 100% chocolate, which is great for me. I've mentioned it before. I have a hardcore sweet tooth. Most bars coated, or most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and they're finally in store. So go to built or builtbar.com like you always could and still could, or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a Built Bar. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Please do make sure to like, subscribe, comment, review. Uh, join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link is, in, is uh, in the description below. But we're continuing this talk of, is Billy Napier on the hot seat? And by continuing this talk of, is Billy Napier on the hot seat? No. Just to, let's just, let's just get that one out of the way. No. Okay. Because here's the thing, with Billy Napier's buyout, we know how buyouts work. You know that they're they're set up where if a school fires a coach, then they have to pay X amount of money or X amount of years. That that stuff can be different. That stuff, depending on how it works out, can be different, or depending on how it's negotiated, can be different. But here's the thing: if Billy Napier is fired without cause. And I need to make this one clear as well because it, it seems to get lost. Losing does not count as with cause, okay? Losing is not with cause. Underperformance is not with cause. Not that I think Billy Napier is underperforming at all, but that's that's just what I'm saying. If If losses are it, that's not with cause. With cause is if something very bad happens, we'll say off field. And it's like, well, okay, cut ties. Um, but obviously that's not the expectation here. So if Billy Napier is fired without cause, then Florida has to pay 
50% of the total remaining compensation through the remainder of his contract. Okay? So, like, they don't have to pay it for the every year, but they have to pay the remainder of the uh, compensation that he'd be owed. His contract goes to tw- 2028 to 29 is the last season that he's there. So 2028, 2029 season uh, it is the last season under his contract at this time. If he will say, if he got fired after his first season, Florida would have owed him $37,995,000. Okay. If he gets fired after this season, or during this season, whatever, Florida would owe him $31,875,000. Okay? That's a lot of money to pay someone to not coach your team. Especially when, so far, he, he's, he's, we'll say, on par with expectations. Some people think he's exceeded them because of the off-field things. Some people think he's underperformed because of the losses to uh, Kentucky and Vanderbilt and and the Jaden Rashada situation, which is another thing where you're stupid. Um, so that's that's a lot of money to pay someone to not coach your team when he's kind of done what you've expected him to do. Again, Scott Strickland, for all of the fair criticism that Scott Strickland receives. This is pretty public where this is going to be a multi-year rebuild that we are hoping Billy Napier can put together. Okay. That was pretty public. Scott Strickland even recently has said that he's very pleased with what Billy Napier has done so far. Like he, like he's pleased with the progress that's been made. Cool. Cool. If Billy Napier was fired without cause 50% of his total remaining money would be paid within 30 days of his firing. So if he got fired, we'll say last day of the season, they'd have 30 days to pay him half of the, I'm going to pull up the calculator right now to know how much exactly they would have to pay. They'd have to pay. That's I accidentally hit one too few numbers. They'd have to pay $15,937,500 within 30 days of Billy Napier get fired, getting fired. Then you'd have to pay him $12.5 million of the remaining amount over the next four years, or 12.5% of the remaining amount over the next four years. Okay? That's a lot of money to pay someone to not coach your team when you sign them to a contract that goes through the 2028 season, okay? Florida is not going to pay Billy Napier, and this is the number of if he were to get fired after this season. Florida is not going to pay an average of $7,968,750 per year to not have Billy Napier coach your team. Okay? That's what they're not going to do. Just so you know. Because you don't only have to pay Billy Napier an average of $7,968,750. You'd have to pay his replacement, and you can safely assume his replacement is going to make 
I don't want to say significantly, but considerably above $8 million per year because you're not going to pay your ex-coach more than you pay your current coach, right? Florida's not going to spend $16 million. No, they're not going to do that on average per year because you have the just below $8 million that you'd pay in Napier and the over $8 million you'd pay as replacement. Florida's not going to pay $16 million to not have their their Billy Napier coaching. Like, you're not going to pay that, okay? Florida could pay that. They won't, but they could. But that's not how Florida operates because guess what? That's stupid. No other way around it, okay? So that, let's just let's knock that one out right now. Now we're going to talk about the long-term plan here. But first, today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And you know how yesterday with the bonus episode that I did with Brian Smith, I talked about my bet that uh, that was I, I, I made a, a good chunk of money from betting on the Mets game. And it was just, it, it was fantastic odds that I made on Friday was the bet. And it was beautiful. It was James Paxton. That's, that was the wrong game. That was, that was a bet that definitely missed. It was Brett Beatty home run, Francisco Alvarez home run, Carlos Carrasco, two and a half strikeouts, Cal Quantrill, three and a half strikeouts, and the over of eight and a half in the Mets versus Guardians game on Friday night. That one hit. That one was awesome. You know, it didn't hit anything from Celtics Miami game three. That that sucked. That no other way to put it. But luckily, if it was your first time betting, you get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets, and you go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, please do subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, like, subscribe here, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can really if you'd like to. Join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link's in the description below. But for the final few minutes here, we are going to talk about the long-term plan and not necessarily what Billy Napier's long-term plan is. But just when we're, when we're taking this approach, like this far-back approach from what's been going on, look at we'll, – we'll start with the culture in Gainesville, Okay. Just look at the culture being better, consistently better than what Dan Mullen had. Okay. Whether you recognize it or not, I understand, you know, externally, it's it's difficult to notice the the culture change, especially when you just look at like, look at how many players Florida lost in the transfer portal. Totally understand it. I do. However, when you look at one, where those players went, not great programs, right? Cool. When you look at internally, what you see there, it's way better. You look at things that weren't, we'll say, weren't as embraced under Mullen and weren't nearly as involved under Mullen with community work and not just NIL work, not, not just NIL work. I mean, I mean, genuine like community work that, that is just like completely because we want to do it. You didn't see that as much under Mullen. 
okay? It's different. You look at recruiting. When was the last time that a Florida Gators coach had as many quality recruits commit during their first full cycle that, one, actually showed up on campus, and two, worked out, which obviously, for now, we don't know how they're working out for Napier because this 2023 class is his first full cycle, which even then you could say it's really 2024 because of how early recruiting happens now already. I mean, Florida's already got their 2024 QB, and for the time being, 2025 QB committed. Okay? That's like way out in advance. Okay? Florida didn't have anybody for 2024. Okay? Just saying that one. Um, So, but we'll say not worked out for Napier, but actually show up to campus right now and, and stay for a bit. We'll see. But with Dan Mullen, Chris Steele gets a pass because there were other factors at play. Kyir Elam, fantastic. He was, I think, the, the second highest corner in his class, um, second highest corner in the Gators, or second highest player in the Gators class behind Chris Steele. Um, and then you look below them, and it's Chris Bogle, never did anything, left. Tyrone Hopper, showed promise, left. Kian Zipper has not lived up to the hype. Mahmoud Diabate didn't live up to the hype, then transferred out. Naquan Wright didn't live up to the hype, then transferred out. Lloyd Summerall didn't live up to the hype, then transferred out. Jalen Humphreys transferred out. Michael Tarquin, good. Not great, but good. Pretty much lived up to his hype, but transferred out. Jaden Hill. I don't think he's lived up to the hype. He's still here. Then, of course, Jalen Jones is below him. William Harrod, Chester Kimbrough, Deontay Marks, Riley Simons, Jamarcus Weston, Kingsley Aguakin, Josiah Pierre, Trent Widmore, Ethan White. Okay? Dewan Black, uh, Day of E. Hammond, Wardrick Wilson. How many of those players became legitimate quality contributors for the Florida Gators? This, this was Dan Mullen's first full cycle, 2019 class. That That's what it was. How many of them really, really ended up being true contributors to the Florida Gators? I could wait. Like, I could wait as long as you want me to wait. Because Mullen, Mullen joined the Gators in 2017. So 2018 was his... Little bump. 2019 was his first class. That's what the 2019 class looked like. How many of those players? I don't care if it's ranked ninth. How many of those players truly put the orange and blue on and truly worked out? Not many, right? Okay, then. So stop telling me about Dan Mullen had the ninth ranked class. I couldn't care less. Those dudes didn't show up. Okay, those dudes weren't impact players. I mean, especially early on, but just in general, they weren't impact players. So when you look at what is being put together right now in Gainesville, look, the recruiting class may work out, may not. I feel a hell of a lot more confident that it will under Napier than it did under Mullen. 
even though Mullen was a fantastic offensive mind. But it's a big part of that's that culture. That was a big issue under Dan Mullen was the culture was just straight up bad. Like there are stories. Dude took in Brenton Cox. Like that should be enough for you to be like, oh, damn. Okay. Okay. So Billy Napier, is your seat hot? No. Is your seat warm? No. Hell, your seat's not room temperature. Okay. Ice cold. Thanks for making Lock That Gators your first listen of the day, every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. Now, for Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work at the whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.